Hello, welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode number 11. Being a special education teacher is a huge job. Special education teachers impact so many struggling learners. They work tirelessly to create resources, work with students to attain learning goals, support gen ed teachers in teaching behavioral and academic skills, help students in the gen ed settings, coordinate schedules, communicate with teachers, with service providers, with administrators, and don't forget those parents. Their to-do list is never-ending, and I haven't even touched on what was the single most stressful aspect of this job for me, the paperwork. There should be a massive crack of thunder when I say that word, or at least it feels that way to me. Paperwork in special education is, for many, a huge beast that sucks up energy and time to the point that it can have a negative impact on learning time with your students. Today, I'm going to talk about some ways special education teachers can get the paperwork beast under control and keep it manageable the whole year. Hey, I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. Whenever I talk with special ed teachers, and when I was one, the biggest stressor is paperwork. Whether it's tracking IEP dates, scheduling, writing the IEPs, writing other reports, tracking data, graphing, reporting data, or, you know, the 8 million other things that we have to do to get the paperwork done. It is so much. The weight is just, it's overwhelming and exhausting. So how can we reduce this monster? How can we get it under control so we have more time to focus on you know, the students. All right, so here are some steps that you can take. Step one, start with looking at all your IEP due dates and triennial or reeval due dates. Make a list of the meetings that are due each month. So this is my trick. I write down the IEPs or the triennials that are due the month prior so that I know to schedule them at that time. For example, if a bunch of IEPs that are due in October, I write them down for September so that I know to get, to, to get them scheduled and all that in September. That way it's not just a horrible, nasty surprise when I hit October 1st. Next step, number two, if you can schedule them out, go ahead and do it. It gives you an opportunity to have that introductory conversation, you know, if you do this all at the beginning of the year. And so you get to talk to parents. You get to tentatively schedule that meeting time. That way there's no excuse that, oh, it came up too fast and, you know. And it really helps parents to know that their child is a priority and valued. You're already making that meeting, that time with them a priority 
it's penciled into the calendar. And that way it's easy to just call them up or send that meeting reminder to say, hey, remember our meeting, please, you know, make sure that you can attend. If not, we'll reschedule. So try and do that at the beginning of the year or as soon as you, you know, listen to this episode. If you can, uh, I, I, it's batch working. It's doing all of that at once. You just call up all your parents, you know, boom, boom, boom. And that way you're just, you're in, in a flow and you get it done. After you've done that, look at each student and make an IEP snapshot or like a cheat sheet that you can share with your gen ed teachers. As much as I would love to say gen ed teachers read, you know, the whole IEP when we provide it to them, uh, except for a select few, (laughs) that's not going to happen. So make a sheet with accommodations, modifications, goals, services, IEP due dates, maybe the meeting date if you've already scheduled it. If you already give that to them, there's no excuses and you can always refer back to that later on to remind yourself and to remind others that, hey, this is an accommodation that that student needs day in, day out on such and such assignment. After you complete your snapshot, make a list of all the paperwork or steps that you need to complete for your IEPs. Okay, so for example, you know, you have to have your meeting announcement, your meeting reminder, uh, you have to have your prior written notice, you gotta, you know, actually write the present levels, you have to write your goals. Write down each individual step. You're gonna use this to make a checklist on your student roster. I like to use just list my caseload down like the left-hand side of a sheet. And along the top, I just list every step to the process, including like the invitations, just all the things I just said. And everything all the way down to filing it at the end and making your copies. That has helped me so much in just that stressful IEP season time to not forget a little step. Something else that I've learned through working a business while also working as a full-time special education teacher is batching my work. I kind of mentioned it before, but it is a huge time saver. All those little mundane, almost mindless pieces of paperwork, I'm thinking about like the the reminder notices where you're just, you're plugging in the date and you're hitting print. All those little things, try to do those at once or uh, several of them at once so that they're just done and out of the way when IEP writing season hits. So at the beginning of the year, if I or as soon as I get my caseload, I do my best to try and tentatively schedule out those IEPs, like I said, uh, figure out the months, and then I start hitting up parents. Can we tentatively schedule this meeting? I know it's not set in stone, but I'll send a meeting reminder, I'll send notices, I'll double check with you once time comes. But if it's already tentatively scheduled, I've found that parents are a lot easier to get a hold of and it's just easier to fit it in. Next, go ahead, fill out all those meeting invitations or reminders. Just do it. That way, five minutes in, when you use that five minutes in August, 
when October comes around, you've already got those five, 10 meetings for me, five, 10 meetings already set up, all ready to go. And you can just start writing that IEP. All you have to do is send out that meeting reminder. What are some other little pieces that you could do ahead of time so that you could save five, 10 minutes once the IEP season is in full swing? And I know when I say five to 10 minutes, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But when you think about your caseload, how many IEPs you're going to be writing, it starts to add up really quick, especially when all of the stress of teaching and trying to get testing done, if we do testing next year, all of those things, that five or 10 minutes for me meant that I got to go to the bathroom or it meant that I got to eat lunch. So it, it, it really does add up very quickly. So in that mindset of saving time, I've been using my caseload tracker for years to just keep track of all of my things and to keep my IEP monster under control. I use dates. I put in the dates, the services, the goals, the accommodations, all that stuff in at once at the beginning of the year or as a new student comes in. And it auto-populates my snapshot that I send for my gen ed teachers, my roster for my students, my meeting reminders, my accommodation trackers, all that stuff, even consultation logs. And then I can even input my progress monitoring in and it graphs it for me. My biggest thing is saving time, not typing the same thing over and over and over again. So once I type in a student's name once, I don't have to type it in again unless it's a completely different document. So this has been a, a real lifesaver for me with my massively large caseloads. Next time, next week, I'm going to talk about tracking progress, like I kind of hinted out a minute ago, for your IEPs in a way that keeps you organized and together all year long. We're going to keep working on this so that we can tame that IEP ma a monster together. Thank you for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode 11. Please leave a comment or send me a message to let me know how you like the show. I'd love it if you left a rating for the podcast on iTunes. That does help others to, you know, find the podcast. But you'll never know. You might be my next listener shout out. Until next time. May your coffee be strong, your summer relaxing, and your caseload manageable. Bye.